Welcome to the TDL Project. You are listening to the third episode of an Arcane Recap and Reaction series. In this podcast series, I will be recapping and sharing my thoughts on each of the episodes of the fantasy animated show Arcane. It is currently streaming on Netflix. This is going to be a detailed recap, so please be warned that I will include heavy spoilers. And with that, let's start with Arcane Episode 3, The Base Violence Necessary for Change. Episode 3's opening scene shows Silco floating underwater and we hear him doing a monologue. He says, Ever wonder what it's like to drown? Story of opposites. There's peace in water, like it's holding you, whispering in low tones to let it in, and every problem in the world will fade away. But then there's this thing in your head, and it's raging, lighting every nerve with madness, to fight, to survive. And all the while, this question lingers before you. Have you had enough? It's funny. You could pass a lifetime without facing a choice like that. But it changes you forever. For that, I thank you, old friend. I think by now, we all know who this old friend is. And there is a significance of the images of him drowning underwater. Vander tried to drown him. The opening scene gave us more insight into Silco's mind. And what a great way to show it. Very creative. On episode 2's last scene, we saw Vi in a room waiting for the enforcers. But before we continue with that, or with what happened to her, let's first go back to Jason Victor. They have started to work together and we're finding a way to crank the crystals because it will only stabilize at high frequency. However, Jason's equipment are locked up in Professor Heimerdinger's lab and are about to be destroyed the day after. Victor happens to have a key to it and suggested that they break in. So Victor is really all in now, right? He really believes in Jace's vision. If he's willing to risk everything, also he said it's not his life's ambition to be an assistant. So as they sneak in and try to break into the professor's lab, they were caught by Counselor Mel Medarda. Fortunately, Jay and Victor was also able to convince her that it might be actually worth the risk. Medarda is someone who is a bit more open-minded compared to the other council members. She's always on the lookout for something worthwhile to invest in and I think sees Jace and Victor's proposal as an opportunity should it succeed. Plus, with how Jace put it, it has a nice ring to it. Piltover, the land of progress, equality, innovation, I'd be convinced myself. So Mel agreed to cover for them. She gave them one night to prove themselves or they need to pack their bags. So Jason Victor worked the night, testing the crystal through the equipment. Professor Heimerdinger heard all the noise coming from his lab, and when he opened it, he saw both Jace and Victor floating in the air. After many attempts, they were able to finally find a way to not just harness the crystal's energy, but also stabilize it. The professor, still scared of its potential, tried to put a stop to it, but Mel stepped in, saying that it is for the council to decide. So the era of Hextech is about to begin. Let's now switch to Vi's POV. Turns out, she really has decided to turn herself in. She thought that this was the only way to protect her family. Vander found out about this, and before the enforcers got to arrest her, Vander showed up together with Benzo. He tells her that she has a good heart, and to not ever lose it, no matter how the world tries to break her. Then he pushed her to an adjacent storeroom. Vander was surrendering in her place. Vi was screaming, pleading, and trying to stop Vander, but she couldn't do anything because he locked her in. 
Grayson, the enforcer, aware of what Vander is trying to do, tells him that without him, Undercity will fall apart. Vander has already thought about this apparently and says that Benzo will handle things once he's gone. This is the only way. When Grayson and Marcus finally were putting Vander away, Silco and his gang showed up and killed Grayson right then and there. And remember that purple substance they were experimenting on? They started using it on humans, so now he has a little army of human monsters with enhanced strength. Deckard had first dibs. Benzo tried to fight, but he just was no match against them. He was dead in a matter of seconds. Marcus was so shocked and useless and Vander was handcuffed. It only took one punch from Deckard and Vander was unconscious. Vi, looking through a small window, saw them take Vander away. When they were gone, Echo opened the door and finally Vi was able to get out. Silku took Vander to his hideout and we see them mass-producing the purple substance they call Shimmer. He told Vander that violence is the only way to make the top side listen. And he doesn't need to win a war against them, he just needs to scare them. If he succeeds, topsiders will never dare to set foot in the Undercity again. He will finally get the respect he's been denied all his life. Apparently, Silco and Vander have shared a similar vision once. They wanted to unite the whole Undercity and build the nation of Zaun. This is the reason why Silco felt so betrayed by Vander when he turned his back on him and tried to kill him. This made him realize that the only way to defeat the enemy is to become what they fear. Silco hated Vander for what he did to him, but he kept his respect. However, when Vander made peace with the enemy after everything that they went through, that was the last straw for Silco. Vi went back to the last drop and told Clagger and Milo about what happened. All three of them resolved to go and got ready to rescue Vander, and Powder wanted to come too. But Vi tells her it's too dangerous and she can't afford to lose her too. She tells Powder to hide and gives her a flare that she could light up whenever she's in trouble so Vi knows where to find her. Left all alone and feeling useless, Powder was having a breakdown and throwing things. Among her scatter, she saw the blue crystals from the penthouse and remembered the explosion. She had a light bulb moment and now she thinks she has a way of helping Vi and the others in rescuing Vander. Meanwhile, Vi, Milo, and Clagger were able to track Vander down, but was caught in a trap by Silco and his horde. They were anticipating this rescue attempt. Vi had no choice but to fight them while Milo and Clagger tries to free Vander in the meat locker. With Vander's iron gauntlets, most of them were no match to Vi, but when Decker drank the shimmer vial and mutated, Vi was no match against him. She was able to get away, crawl to the meat locker room, and slams the door shut. Vi tries to hold the door, Milo picks the last of Vander's locks, and Clagger was staring down a weak part of the wall, which will be their escape route. While all this was happening, Powder was outside the rooftop seeing everything, and I wonder how they all knew where Silco's hiding place was? Anyway, she's trapped one of the blue crystals to a toy mechanical monkey, and it walks up to Deckard, who was slamming the meat locker door. When it reached him, it detonated and caused multiple explosions. It was so huge that Silco's whole shimmer manufacturing plant exploded along with it. And from a distance, Marcus, who was still in the Undercity, saw the building explode. Vander, Vi, Deckard, Silco, and some of his goons were still alive after that. However, Milo and Clagger, unfortunately, did not make it. Okay, I needed to pause here because I was so speechless when I saw this scene for the first time. I never in my imagination thought that this would go this way. Milo and Clagger were dead, and we can argue that it was Powder's fault. 
I was already imagining how Vi would react when she finds out. I was like, this was so effed up. Vander, after getting his bearings back, went into a rampage and almost killed Silco. However, he lost consciousness before he could strangle Silco because Silco stabbed him. So before he could strangle Silco to death, he lost consciousness and falls from a gangplank. When he regained consciousness, he felt one of the shimmer vials on the floor and with his last ounce of strength, drinks it. Vi, trapped in a rubble, was horrified to see the dead bodies of Milo and Clagger. She also sees a piece of a homemade grenade and realizes who was responsible for the explosion. Deckard finds Vi and just when he was about to go to her, a mutated Vander came to rescue her. Vander also sees Silco, but seeing that the building was about to collapse, chose to use his energy to save Vi instead. He grabbed her and jumped out of a window, eventually killing himself. Vi, stricken with grief, screams over Vander's body. Moments later, Powder found her. At first, she was so excited to tell Vi that her grenade actually worked. However, seeing Vander's body and Clagger's broken goggles and the disgust in Vi's eyes, Powder realizes the horrible truth that she just murdered Vander and their friends. Vi, so traumatized, lets her know that this was exactly the reason why she didn't want her to come and calls her a jinx. Powder broke down and through sobs repeatedly pleaded to Vi that she only wanted to help. Vi couldn't handle the situation and left Powder crying next to Vander's body. Silco and his remaining goons found Powder. Vi was actually just sitting right around the corner and when she sees this, he tried to go back and rescue Powder but she was knocked unconscious by Marcus and was dragged away. Powder, still sobbing, held on to Silco and told him that Vi has abandoned her. He gently held her back and comforts her. He tells her, it's okay. We'll show them, he whispers. We will show them all. And this is where Arcane's episode 3 ends. Episode 3 also marks the end of Act 1, which sets the stage for Powder's transformation into Jinx. The last scene with Vi and Powder was truly heartbreaking. When I was first watching this episode, I was also a little bit mad with Powder for being so stubborn. But, well, she's 7 years old. She wanted to prove herself that she could be of use and she genuinely felt that she could help her friends. But still, we can't blame Vi too for reacting the way she did towards Powder. Their father figure and her closest friends are all dead. This was one of the most emotional scenes I've seen recently. Vi blaming Powder for the death of her friends not just slaps her but also walks away. And you see Powder just really break down and begs Vi not to leave her. Also, this show is not afraid to go unusual territories and there's one of the best things about it. The ending was something I never expected. Who would have thought Silco would find a new apprentice in Powder, of all people? I think he also sees himself in Powder, having the same feeling of being betrayed by the person he trusted the most. We can already predict that he will use this connection with Powder for his own gain. Silco, by the way, is masterfully written as a villain. You know that, they, that the way he does things is wrong, but... Knowing his background and his convictions, you kind of agree that he has a point. Sometimes I even find myself even nodding and slightly siding with him during his confrontations with Vander. They both made their choices and both of them have actually valid reasons for those choices. Arcane defies expectations and if you've only seen Act 1, I hope it convinced you to continue on with the series. 
Unlike your usual superhero adaptations, it's not just the awesome animation and amazing fight scenes that make Arcane gripping. It is also the humanness at its core. So that's it for my recap of Arcane's episode 3. Would love to hear your feedback. Feel free to connect with me on Twitter at the TDL Project. I tweet mostly about science fiction, fantasy movies, and TV shows that I've recently been watching. I've also done a recap for episodes 1 and 2, so you can listen to them as well. I will continue to do the rest of the episode, so consider following or subscribing if you like the series. Thank you and see you in the next episode.